0: One of the things I so often see is this fear around compromising on your world-class service in order to enjoy your business. It's talked about as being one or the other, not both and, when really, we get to have it all. It's not a case of having to choose when we are intentional about the way that we do things. Welcome to Feminine Luminary, where mission-driven entrepreneurs rise into their next level of success. I'm Amanda Hunter, Embodied Feminine Leadership Coach, here to guide you in navigating the inner work that comes with scaling your business. Together, we'll play in the realms of energetics, mindset, and embodiment, so you can expand your inner authority, elevate your leadership, and create the full impact you're here to make. So let's get ready to stand in our power, take up space, and unleash our magnetism on the world. Hello, my love, and welcome back to the Feminine Luminary Podcast. This is part two of a mini series that we started last week on creating a pleasure-fueled business schedule because what we want to do here is create a schedule that aligns with your desires and really cultivates that soul-nourishing, highly successful business. So if you haven't listened to the previous episode, I highly recommend to go back and to listen to that first, but if you want to push on, I'm not going to stop you make sure you do head back and listen to episode eight once you have actually finished this one. Because in this episode, we're actually going to take it a step further and delve into how embracing joy and pleasure not only elevates your own leadership, but also profoundly impacts your clients and the people that you work with as well, so that you can create those really transformative experiences that create a lasting legacy in your business. So first of all, let's do a very quick recap just to refresh your memory. We first of all touched on what a pleasure-fueled business is, and essentially, this is one that allows you to feel that sense of aliveness that is connected. You feel joyful, and it removes any of those traditional rigidities or shoulds that we feel like we should be doing as entrepreneurs. We also talked about how neglecting pleasure can actually lead to a sense of having no purpose, that monotony in your business, and a real disconnection from your business itself, your clients, and Wanting to burn it all to the ground. I mean, how many times have we heard that? A lot. (laughs) The other thing we touched on was just the evolution of priorities that we have as an entrepreneur from early stage entrepreneurship through to later stage. So we move from being heavily focused on survival, really er relying upon rigid strategy and that being our sole focus. When we get to the later stages, though, and we have this established business, the money is coming in, we feel confident, we've got the clients. We need more. We need more from our business. Our needs change. And so if we're purely focusing on strategy and our business is sucking up all of our time, that's when it starts to feel boring and we go in search of the next shiny object. And so what this then means is we want to be focusing on joy and fun and pleasure and all of the goodness that comes with life and having this at the epicenter of our lives rather than our business crowding out everything that brings us joy. And so one of the things that I delved into in the previous episode was how do we actually do that? What are the practical steps to help cultivate joy and pleasure in our business around our values our non-negotiables and really bringing in those activities, whether it's a daily, weekly, monthly schedule, whatever it looks like for you, but helping you do it in a way that just feels really, really good. So definitely go back, check out that episode, and you can also download the pleasure-fueled business playbook. It's a bit of a tongue twister, (laughs) but you can download that, which is a really comprehensive guide and step-by-step process that you can go through to create that schedule of your own. And you can grab that either by checking out the show notes or heading to amandahunter.net forward slash playbook. Okay, that's the recap. Let's dive deeper now in this episode. So how can this way of working actually more deeply serve our clients and the people that we're here to work with? Because one of the things that I often hear is this fear around compromising your world class service in order to enjoy your business. It's talked about as being one or the other, not both. And this is something that I am so passionate about is that we get to have it all. It's not a case of having to choose. We get to have it all if we are intentional in the way that we do things. And it's not about being lazy either. This is another misconception that is out there. And I think because of the way it is so often portrayed on social media that it's all about the ease and not having to do any work. There's this real sort of shift that has happened from wanting to work with clients to wanting to not work many hours of the week at all. And that is okay. We don't have to be hustling and grinding. There's a balance between the two. But it's not about being lazy. It's not these images of someone lounging on a chair, drinking cocktails by the pool. No. Well, pleasure gets to be whatever it is for you. But the point that I'm making here is that you are not actually designed to work 24-7 at the same intensity. You are a human being. You are not a robot. You are allowed to rest. You're allowed to play. And you get to invite these seasons into your work. When you are constantly hustling, That constant pressure leads to burnout and we don't want burnout. We want to enjoy our businesses and we want to be here for a long time as well. We want to create sustainable businesses that feel good all the time. So rest is not lazy, my love. Rest is certainly something that we should be inviting. So when we start to invite these things into our own world, we get to be more human And when we actually start to allow our humanness to shine through ourselves, it comes through in our work as well and there's this deeper sense of connection that we have. I recall my very first taste of entrepreneurship was as a network marketer. This was many, many years ago now and thinking back I was quite naive. I was really excited to create a business where I got to help people compared to what I was doing in my nine to five. I jumped in wholeheartedly and you could just see the newness coming off me. <laughs> but the problem was that the methods and what I was taught was very, very old school, very old school tactics that were taught by my line, And we were taught to see people as dollar signs only, to strip them of their humanness. They were simply a lead, someone who was going to bring you money. And I think that's actually stuck with me for a very, very long time. It really started to hinder the way that I did business for many years afterwards. Because what we were taught is that go ahead, hound your wall market, even if they're not the right fit. Your sole intention when you're making connections with people is to make money off them. It just felt so off and so icky from the start and just so dehumanizing. And what this ended up doing is I felt so disconnected from my vision. I had no joy at all in the work that I was doing and I sucked up all of my time as well. So it was just a horrendous first experience. I mean, this only lasted about six months and I left that company many years ago. And like I said, <laughs> I'm sorry. It was an eye opening experience. Let's put it that way. But I mean, since then, my business model has completely changed. My offering has completely changed and I have shifted so much personally as well because I had to do all of that conditioning. Like I said, it, it impeded my work for many, many years. And I actually hated the idea of selling because it just felt so incongruent. I had this subconscious belief that selling equaled sales, equaled hounding people. And it was just off. <laughs> it really was off. And so I had to relearn all of these things about how we can actually create these beautiful connections with people. We get to meet them human to human on the same level. It wasn't a transaction to serve our needs, but instead, when we do connect with others, it's this beautiful opportunity to have these meaningful relationships that leave everyone feeling more alive after the interaction. There's that deep connection, human to human. That's all it is. And part of this was actually through learning to incorporate that joy and pleasure in my work because that made me feel more human as well. So when we become really true with ourselves, it fosters genuine connection. And so this is why it's so important to really be true to ourselves, to hold true to our vision what it is that makes us Don't allow anyone else to sway you off that path and to use that inner strength, that knowing to land on what it is that brings you joy, what fills you with pleasure, and then bring that through into your work as well. So how does this actually show up in your work? Well, you are paving the way as an inspirational leader. You are blazing your own trail and you'd be surprised there is immense power that actually comes from being genuinely lit up. When you are doing this, when you are there, blinkers on, going forward, doing your own thing. Others are just like, what is she up to? There's no distractions. She is just doing her thing. And when you're doing this, it is fuel for innovation and breakthroughs as well. So when we actually allow joy and passion to become the driving force behind our work, we unlock this wellspring of creativity and inspiration and innovation And when you look at most of the successful entrepreneurs who have really discovered game changing ideas or innovations or have done big things in their businesses, it's actually when they followed their hearts and their passions, not the shoulds that they believe they should be doing. So whether this looks like a new product in your own business or solving a client's problems in a new way or a fresh approach to marketing or whatever it is that deeply resonates with your particular audience, when you embrace joy, and pleasure, this is going to lead to those breakthrough moments that really propel your business forward. And one of the most successful women probably of our time, who is both a performer and also an entrepreneur, is Taylor Swift. Now, love her or hate her, she has an absolute cult following at the moment with her huge heiress tour. I know here in Australia, tickets are insanely expensive to go and see. And she's only doing shows in a couple of different cities and has completely sold out. But she is brilliant at what she does and from a business sense as well. So with Taylor Swift, she was actually invited to sing at the Super Bowl. And if you think of the Super Bowl, it is a huge event. And I'm sure if you're in that particular world, then that would be something that's probably on most people's vision boards. But she turned it down. And the reason that she turned it down is that she didn't want it to distract her from her vision. Blinkers on. She wanted to re-record some of her earlier albums because what had actually happened is her previous producer owned the rights to her songs and not her. So she wanted to focus on getting that done and also on her huge heiress tour. And if you think about it, had she been distracted from her vision, had she not actually been true to herself and sung at the Super Bowl? maybe these things wouldn't have happened. And she's still got time for the Super Bowl later on. She is just an incredible entrepreneur. When we're also talking about how working in this way, so with a pleasure-fueled business, allows us to more deeply serve our clients, is that success breeds success. It creates this ripple effect. So not only are you creating success in your business, there is this positivity that extends far beyond your immediate circle. Your success inspires others. You show, are showing them what is possible and igniting their own dreams and their aspirations as well. It's contagious. The other thing when you're doing this work is that you're actually creating the environment to support really epic transformations. So you are getting clear. And when I say clear, I mean none of your own stuff, your own conditioning, your beliefs, all of these things that are coming into the container. So maybe you've had a bad day. That's fine. You leave it at the door when you come into your container. Maybe you have differing beliefs to what your client does. That's fine. Leave it at the door when you come into your container. So when you are getting really clear, none of your own stuff or your own feelings are actually coming in. You're not feeling resentful. You're not feeling judgmental. You're feeling neutral. You're feeling safe. And when you are doing this, your client feels safe to actually break down the walls to really just become raw and get to the heart of what it is that is going on for them. You get to hold your client because there's nothing worse than you can do bring your own stuff into there. The next way that allows you to more deeply serve your clients and the people that you work with is through elevating the way that you lead. Now, I talked about it igniting a passion and a fire within you that is contagious. Yes, I wanted to say that again because it is so true. Passion and genuine belief in your mission is so inspirational. And if you're working with a team, guess what? It's going to inspire your team. It's going to bring them along the ride with you. They're going to see your vision. They're going to channel it into an intentional action. They're going to start achieving those milestones and hitting those goals. And then you're going to celebrate them because when we celebrate, it reinforces the good that we're doing. And the thing is that your team is going to have that personal growth they're going to start looking after themselves because they see you looking after yourself. They're going to show up for themselves, for you and your business because this is what leadership is. So people quite often hear this and they go, you know what, that sounds amazing, but I'm too afraid to lean so heavily into pleasure. Like what are the pitfalls? And I feel that there is this risk of the pendulum swinging the other way. All of a sudden, we are lounging around doing nothing. But this is where your discernment comes into it. I know for myself, when I started moving into being more in my feminine, I was very much my wounded masculine for, well, all my life, pretty much. And so when I started exploring more of the feminine energy, I completely swung the other way. And this is something that we need to be aware of when it comes to having a pleasure-fueled business as well. We're so used to being in the hustle, the grind, that when all of a sudden we move out of that, it's very easy just to go, oh, it's all about ease and doing nothing. It's not. We need to have some discipline. We need to be aware of our responsibilities and use our discernment. So having self-discipline, having some form of accountability, milestones, goals, that kind of thing really is very helpful because otherwise we fear that nothing may get done. But again, the other thing to keep in mind is seasons. Our business is seasonal. So we seasonal We can't always be sitting in our eternal summer. We can't always be sitting in winter. We need to sort of have some periods of growth and some periods of going within as well. So this is something to also keep in mind and it's all about balance. I know it's so easy to say things are about balance and I know for myself when I was trying to find where I sat in terms of being able to be in my feminine energy whilst also still having my masculine energy and using it in a really empowered way is that I like to think of this particular analogy. So if we think of the feminine energy as water, if we are all in our feminine sitting there 100% in our feminine. Water flows. And if there's nothing to contain the water, it's just going to keep on flowing, flowing and flowing. Now, where the healthy masculine energy comes in is that the energy is like the riverbank. So this provides the structure for which the water to sit. So the healthy masculine is the riverbank and the healthy feminine is the water and by having the support of the two, it really allows the feminine to be fully in her own, to flow within the container of the riverbank, to do her thing, to be everything that she wants to be without just simply all over the place. And this is what I mean when I talk about invoking pleasure as well. There needs to be a healthy structure that sits around it and exactly what that looks like or that is entirely up to you. A large part of my work is really around energetics. And when it comes to the energetics of pleasure, I want you to think about this as being so much bigger than just business. There is this life force that we bring to everything. I mean, everything is energy. You, me, everything in the universe. Energetically, our bodies are always emitting light, emitting energy and frequencies, which carry specific information or intentions upon them. And when we think about this in terms of our schedule and we start to invoke different emotions, well, they are going to emit different frequencies and wavelengths. We have our elevated emotions, so love, joy, gratitude. If you were to look at these visually, these are actually really tiny short waves. And then we have the lower level emotions, which actually appear as like a lower frequency in a longer waveform. These are things like pain, anger, shame. So when we think about our schedule, if your schedule is invoking a visceral feeling of tightness in the chest, this dread, all of these things that are a lower frequency emotion, you are actually going to be emitting that lower frequency. If your schedule is one that is filled with joy, it is coming from a place of pleasure and just feels so nourishing and good when you think about it, you are going to be sitting in that elevated emotion. Now, the reason that I say this is that when we're talking about the law of attraction, like attracts like. And so if we have a schedule that makes us feel really loving and joy-filled and fun and we can't wait to do it, guess what? We're attracting those people towards us. We are magnetizing others who are feeling full of life force as well. We are activated. They are activated. They are coming our way. If we're not feeling that way, we are going to be attracting people that also feel that same way. So what you want to be cognizant of is the energetic frequency that your schedule and how you structure your business and your life what that is actually doing in the frequency that you're putting out. And as a coach as well, we want to be the embodiment of our work. As coaches and leaders, we are showing our clients and our our potential clients who to be before we even coach them by being ourselves and being that embodiment of of that work. So my life, I want to leave you with a parting note to embrace joy and pleasure. Not only because it elevates your leadership and fulfillment, but it also allows you to create these really transformative experiences for your clients and the people that you work with. By being true to yourself and following your passions, incorporating joy into your work, you actually get to pave the way for a soul nourishing, highly successful business that leaves a lasting legacy. It's not just about you, my love, or your business you are actually creating this massive impact throughout the world by doing this inner work. I love this idea. It really just never ceases to amaze me the impact that we get to have by simply focusing on being the best that we could possibly be. It's incredible. So now that you know what this can do, something so simple as restructuring the way that you show up for yourself, for your business, download my pleasure-fueled business playbook, which is that comprehensive guide I was talking about and a scheduled template, which helps you to create that business that really aligns with your desires and brings you joy every step of the way. Until next time, I love, start with joy and work outwards from there. You've been listening to Feminine Luminary with Amanda Hunter. Please share this episode with another luminary leader who needs to hear this. And if you can rate and review this podcast on your favorite listening platform, that would really help to expand the show's reach. Until next time, my love, come say hi over on Instagram at I am underscore Amanda Hunter.